its circumstances, and tonight's play was recorded in the 1960s, and the main action takes place on the English coast during that period. We present Brenda Bruce in An Unrecorded Instance, adapted for radio from a story by Mrs. Billock Lowndes. An Unrecorded Instance. <laughs> I'm here, Mum. Hetty! It's all right, Mother. I'm here all the time. Oh, I thought you'd gone. Now, you just try to sleep. I'll puff your pillow up for you. No, never mind. Listen, dear. I haven't got long now. Mum. I know I've been a great trial to you, being ill like this. But you'll miss me when I'm gone. Oh, Mum. Shut up and listen. All right, Mum. I'm listening. You lived at home here all your life. And you're thirty. Thirty. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. And soon you'll be on your own for the first time. So what my advice to you is, keep yourself to yourself like I've always done. And never you go and lend a penny of your money to anybody. Oh, Mum. Lodgings will never be any use to you. Hotels would be too expensive, so just you find some nice boarding house at the seaside or somewhere. All right, Mum. And don't you listen to those silly folk who run down single life. Marriage isn't all it seems to be, I know that. And you're not the sort of woman any man will ever like for herself. Mum, how could you say... Oh, I know, I know. I wouldn't say it if I didn't know I was dying. But that's the one worry I've got left now. That some bad man will try and marry you for your money. But remember, I'll always be as near to you as they'll allow me to be. Watching over you. <laughs> If you get in any trouble over money, you're to go straight to Mr. Quinn. And remember, your poor old mum will be watching over you wherever you are. <laughs> Well, the will is quite straightforward, Miss um, Mingle. I'm to pay you every quarter a cheque for £136. Mr. Quinn? Ah, yes, a provident woman, your late mother, Miss uh, Mingle. Now, I've opened an account in your name at a bank in London, whose name and address I've written down for you here. Thank you. The first instalment has been paid in already. All subsequent payments will be made to you by cheque, and all you have to do is to pay each cheque into the bank, and they'll write to me to confirm that this has been done. Oh. A pure formality, of course, but uh, uh, your late mother's wish. <laughs> <laughs> 
her way, if you like to think of it so, of continuing to keep a kindly eye on your affairs. Yes, I see. But I'm not an extravagant woman, Mr. Quinn. Have you given any thought yet as to where you intend to live? Oh, yes. I've written away to a very nice boarding house. It's four guineas a week, all found. Oh, most reasonable. And where, exactly? Laxton Spa. Oh, how I envy you, Miss uh, Mingle. Laxton. I wonder if the old bandstand is still there in the park. Oh, I do hope it is. Nice day for the time of year. Good band. Very good band indeed. Nothing like a good military band, I always say. Oh, yes, I... Uh, beg pardon? I... I was only going to say... My word. What is it? Well, you're not here to take the cure. I'll make a bet on that. I don't... Yeah, you don't mind me saying so, but I... If ever I saw a picture of health... You mean me? Who else? What an advertisement for Laxton Spa. Now, if I was in the publicity business... I think if you don't mind... But I'm not, just antiques. Oh, antiques. Yes, keep a sharp eye open. You never know what you'll manage to pick up. That's very interesting. Very interesting business. Now, mind, it uh, takes experience, you know. Oh, yes. Have to know what's worthwhile. Taste, you know, artistic. Oh, yes, I, I can see you'd have to be. Got to be always on the lookout. Never know where you'll find things. Now, take some of these old boarding houses, for instance. Drab old places, you might say. But somewhere inside, tucked away. I've never thought about it like that. Yes, I can see. Oh, yes. Well, take wherever you're staying, for instance. Um, hotel, perhaps? Oh, uh, no. A boarding house. Ah, well, your boarding house, then. Now, when you go back there, you just take a look round. You'll be surprised what you've never noticed. Uh, you know, um, in the trade, we uh, we don't mind paying a good commission to anyone who can put us on to something worthwhile. Is that a fact? <laughs> well, I must say, it's a change. Change? I mean, to have someone wanting to give you money. Most of them seem to think the idea is to take it away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, now, now, don't say you're um, a heiress or something, eh? <laughs> Yes, well, nothing personal intended, I'm sure. It, um... Oh, it's just the way you said it. <laughs> so, you prefer a boarding house to the hotels? I'll find it more comfortable, more homey, I expect. I hate hotels. You don't get anything like the value for your money. Right, right. I'm beginning to see you're a very sensible young lady. Oh. You, um... You often come out here? Sit in the park? There isn't much else to do, really. I mean, in a place like this... Ever go to the pictures? Now and again. Would you, uh... Would you think me presuming to ask you to come with me? Oh. Ah, I mean, me standing Sam, of course. I... <laughs> well, by the way, my name's, uh, Grantham. Uh, Jack Grantham. And may I ask your name? My name? Yes. Uh, my name's... He my name is Henrietta Mingle. Henrietta Mingle. Miss? Or is it Mrs.? It's Miss. Yes. Yeah, it's funny, but I felt sure from the first you were a single lady. 
Uh, you married? Ah, not me. Mind, I've plenty to keep a wife on, which is more than you can say for some chaps these days. Now, yours truly just hasn't ever met the ladies wanted to make Mrs. Grantham. Ah, well, business one way for the idler. Shall we say, just here, tomorrow, at two? We might take a little turn before the pictures. I... Then a nice cup of tea in the pump room after. Now then, what could be nicer than that? All right. I'll wait for you here, then. Oh, no. I'll be waiting here for you. Uh, motto of the trade, you know. Um, never keep a, a client waiting, eh? <laughs> <laughs> But it's all so sudden. I've only known you a fortnight, Jack. Hetty. And what about your business? Ah, let it wait. <laughs> Not noticed me worrying over much about business these last two weeks, have you, darling? Darling. No one's ever said such sweet things to me. Never. Well, then, what's the answer to be? I... Yes, Jack, I will. My own darling. Darling. <sighs> I must let Mr. Quinn know at once. Mr. Quinn? My lawyer, darling, is the only friend I've got in the world, save you. Oh, yes, I see, uh, darling. Uh, sort of, um, old friend of the family? In a way. He looks after my money for me. It, does he? Um... Uh, how do you mean, darling? Well, every quarter he pays my allowance. You know, I told you about it. Oh, yes. He pays it to me by cheque and I put it into the bank in London. Uh, in London? Hmm, that's not, um... Well, I mean, it's not very convenient, is it? Oh, it suits me all right, darling. I don't mind, really. Hmm. Darling? Hmm? Kiss me again. Is it? Oh, yes, love. Yeah, I've got it. Oh? Canterbury. We'll go down to Canterbury, get married in the register office, then you can open a new account with the branch of your London bank. Oh, darling. What is it? A register office. Oh, I do think it'd be nicer in a church, more respectable. Ah, all right then. You shall have it just how you want, darling. Here. How about another kiss? Oh, darling. Hmm. <sighs> and, uh, about the, um, financial arrangements. Just whatever my hubby says, darling. Ah, uh, very good morning to you. Uh, Dr. Pomfret Smith? Yes, good morning. Ah, uh, you don't know me. I just happen to be staying in Trimbling for a little while. Name of Grantham. I see. Take a seat, Mr. Grantham. Thank you. Now, what's the trouble? <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm okay, Doctor. It's, uh... It's about my wife. I've come to ask if you just uh, take a look at her. What seems to be the matter with Mrs. Grantham? Well, I don't want to waste your time, Doctor. It's just that she's been having these awful headaches. Um, she came over quite faint yesterday. Have she been overdoing it rather before you came away? Just started your holiday, Mr. Grantham? Well, the truth is, Doctor, we're still on our honeymoon. Uh, we were married in Canterbury just three weeks ago. I see. Congratulations. I see you pleasure... I imagine she could come here. Oh, she's in the waiting room. Oh, ask her to come in at once. Ah, thank you, Doctor. Uh, Hattie, my dear, the doctor will see you now. Thank you, dear. Well, Mrs. Grantham, 
I'm sorry to hear you've not been feeling too grand, eh? Perhaps the sea airs upset you. Oh, I've often been by the sea, Doctor. Never did me any harm at all. Really, Jack, I, I don't think we should have troubled the doctor. Now, darling, you remember very well you came all over pale yesterday. You gave me quite a turn. Well, you said I turned pale, darling, but I didn't feel anything, I don't think. Uh, it's all quite simple, I think, Mrs. Grantham. The sun's been very hot these last few days. I, I expect you got what I call a uh, touch of sun headache. I'll just write you out a prescription. Yes, but I... That's very good of you, Doctor. Very kind indeed. Hey, darling? Oh, yes, Jack. And where are you staying, Mr. Gentham? Are we taking the old bungalow for a couple of months? Oh, uh, dear me. Rather ramshackle, isn't it? I don't think it even has a bathroom, has it? I know. But I'm thinking of seeing if I can hire a bath for a couple of months. <laughs> hire a bath? You'll be the first who's ever troubled to do that, Mr. Grantham. But, um, old Price, the plumber in the village, he's the man to see. Price? Ah, oh, it's very good of you to mention him, Doctor. Oh, not at all. Uh, now... Just you get this made up. Three times a day after meals, I'm sure it'll all clear up. Ah, much obliged, I'm sure. Uh, now, Hetty, darling, if you'll uh, just go on into the waiting room, I'll uh, settle up with the doctor. All right, darling. Good morning, doctor. Well, good day, Mrs. Grandon. Ah, now, doctor, I, um, I imagine this will cover it. Oh, far, far too much. No, there's, there's no need to. Now, short reckonings make long friends, don't they say? Well, I hope I shan't have to trouble you again, Doctor, but um, you saw how she is. Won't admit to the least little bit of suffering. Just between the two of us, if she isn't right within a day or two, you, you won't mind seeing her again. No, of course not, Mr. Grant. Well, here we are back in our own little love nest again, darling. Jack, is anything the matter? You hardly spoke to me all the way back from the doctor's. And just how do you think you make me feel there in front of him? Jack. You could see he's a busy man. But you have to let me tell him all about your symptoms and then turn round and make out there was nothing wrong after all. But Jack, I never felt anything wrong, I told you. Please, Jack. Darling. Look, do you mind? Oh. You don't think because we're newly married we can go on kissing and cuddling all the time? I never thought to hear you say a thing like oh, that. Oh, for I... heaven's sake, don't start stuffling. And another thing, we're running short of cash again. You'd better give me another check for 20. 20? But I sucked one for 25 only the day before yesterday. I told you that was for rent in advance. What do you think we'd have live on? Sea air? No. Come but... to think of it, you'd better make it 25. There's food to get. And a bath to pay for. The bath? But I heard Mr. Price say we could pay when we finished with it. Five shillings a week for as long as we've kept it. Now, you've got sharp ears, haven't you? Well, then I'm sure you didn't miss hearing him say about the deposit. Deposit? No, I'm sure he never... And you were standing right by me all the time. You know, I really am worried about you, darling. Yes, you are looking pale, you know. Just like the doctor said. He said... Of course, just after you'd gone out of the room again. Come to think of it, your eyes don't look too good either. Sort of angry. Oh, dear. Oh, if only there was a mirror in this old place. I've got one in my handbag. Now, never mind about that. Look, um... Look, just you take off your hat and lie down on the sofa for a bit. I'll mix you up a glass of that stuff we got from the chemists. But the doctor said after meals. Well, it is after a meal, isn't it? I mean, it's always after a meal, whichever way you look at it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, darling, you're always so thoughtful for me. Am I... Am I a nuisance to you? Nuisance? Now, what sort of talk's that? All I want's for you to get properly well again. Now, now do as I tell you while I make up your medicine. Yes. I'll do as my hubby tells me. Oh, I'm sorry if I was a bit sharpish about the cash, dear. Oh, you know how it is, though. I need every penny of mine to buy stuff whenever I come across it. Never get anywhere in the trade if you can't produce the ready cash, you know. So, uh, like we agreed, we'll just have to manage on yours for everyday things. Here you are. Drink this up. Thank you. That's my girl. Now, you just settle down for a little snooze. I'm going down to the village for a bit of a scout round. See what I can spot through some of the cottage windows. Never know what bargains you're going to find in a sleepy old place like this. All right, dear. Don't be too long, though. I won't. Yeah, yeah. Give your old man a, a kiss before he goes, eh? Oh, darling. So long now. Don't be long, darling. <sighs> My hubby said to rest. <laughs> My hubby. I feel all right, though. <sighs> I think I do. Etty. Etty, dear. What's that? Etty. Mum, try and think. Etty, try and think for yourself. Mum. Where? Oh. Oh, dear. I must be going delirious. Why did he have to go out? <gasps> oh, Jack. Please, come home. Are you one in? Oh. Oh. Oh, is it? We drove your bath, Mum. Oh. The bath. Oh, yes, I'm coming. Morning, Mum. One bath. You have been quick. Well, I happen to be coming up this way, so Mr. Price said bring it straight up. Where are you going to have it? Where? Oh, I don't really know. My husband's out. Well, he can't I... hardly stay out here. Taking three of us to lift off the van. So if I was you, Missus, I'd just tell us where you think it's to go, just approximate like, and uh, we'll put it where you and him can drag it to where you want it when he gets back. Yes, I see. Well, then, perhaps just in the corner here. Uh-huh. Yes, I think that should do. Right. Ready? Right Up! You ask me, Missus. We ought to leave it a bit nearer the taps. <coughs> This here, this here's heavy, you know. Oh, dear. Well, there are only two taps, and they're in the scullery. It would never go in there. Is that the scullery over there? Yes. Oh, we sit it down as near as we can, then. Right. (sighs) Thank you very much. It's all right. Suppose you can fill it with a hose. Here. How are you going to empty it, though? I really don't know. My husband... Oh, well. uh, Well, uh, we'll be on our way, then. (laughs) 
Yeah, now, that should be all right just there, I reckon. Plenty of room to get in and out of the scullery. You are strong, darling. Oh, word, that's a fine bath, that is. Beautiful. <laughs> Whoever heard of going on about a beautiful bath? You are a one. <laughs> uh, a couple of lengths of hose, one from the scullery tap, the other from the waste pipe out of the drain by the front door. You are clever, darling. Yeah, though. What am I thinking of? All this excitement, you should be lying down. No, Jack, really, I'm quite all right now. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll step over to Arundel and pick up some lengths of hose. You, you won't get anything like that in these parts. Then uh, when I get back, you can be the first to have a nice hot bath. I'll come with you. I've always wanted to see the castle. Uh, no, darling, that wouldn't quite do. Um, I, I mean, we'd be bound to stand right outside the doctor's waiting for the bus. And I wouldn't like him to see you out and about as soon as that. But, Jack... Very strict in his instructions to me, he was. And you're looking pale again. Ah, so that's settled then. You have a nice lie up here all day. I'll go into Arundel, see about selling one or two things while I'm there, get some of you for pennies back for you. By the time I get back, I expect you'll be as bright as a trivet, all ready for a nice hot bath. If you like, then. I, uh, I don't say, mind, that I won't have a nice surprise for you when I get back. A surprise for me? Oh, darling, you are so good to little Hetty. Anyone at all? Yes? Oh, you'll excuse me walking in, dear. I can see you're busy. <laughs> I'm Mrs. Jones from the cottage up the lane. How do you do? Well, I just thought I'd pop in to see if you're settled. That's very kind of you, Mrs. Jones. Oh, you're putting in a bath, then? Uh, we've hired it. My hubby's very particular about his bath, oh, you know. Oh, he must be, but how are you going oh, to Oh, he's the... gone off into Arundel to get some hose pipe. Oh, I see. Mm. I thought I'd just get all this newspaper off the legs. Oh, yeah, well, shall I give you a hand? No, don't bother. Oh, there's no trouble for a neighbour. <laughs> there. Oh, you, you've nearly got that one off. Yes. Hmm. There. There. Hmm. Oh, my word, that's funny. What is it? Oh, better not get the wind up, my dear, but look at this headline. Bride dies in her bath. Oh, you can't <laughs> help laughing, can you? What does it say? Um, last Tuesday morning at Eastbourne Coroner's Court, there was opened an inquest on Mary Ann Ludlow, the wife of Mr. John Ludlow, who was found dead in her bath. Mr. and Mrs. Ludlow had been married only three weeks. Oh, just like us. What, you newlyweds too? Oh, dear <laughs> me. Oh. <laughs> uh, Dr. Pember gave evidence that he had attended deceased only a week before her death. He had found her only slightly indisposed and there had been nothing really wrong with her. From the post-mortem examination, it appeared that Mrs. Ludlow had turned faint in the water and that slipping down in the bath, her head had become immersed, causing her to suffocate. That's all it says. What a terrible shock for the poor man. Yes, dreadful. Hetty, Hetty. Mom, Hetty, my dear, be careful. Look where you're going, my child. I... What is it, dear? I... 
I thought I... Oh, yes. Look, it was the postman. Oh, he's thrown the letters through the door as it was open. A letter? Yes. From Mrs. Granton. That's you, isn't it, dear? Yes. Mm, looks important. Thank you. It's from my solicitor in London. Oh, dear. He sounds cross with me. Cross? You see, I got married in rather rather quickly, and he's only just got back from holiday and heard about it. He says he wants to see me urgently about the reinvestment of my capital. Oh, dear. Now, there's no need to get worried, dear. Why, London's <laughs> only a step from here. There's a straight-through train every hour. Is there? Yes. I often go up in the morning on a cheap day return and back here by five to get the old man his tea. Do you? Th then I'll go today. I'll just scribble a note for my husband in case he comes back early. Dear Jack, in case you wonder where I am, I have decided to go to London. <laughs> I know. I'll put this bit from the newspaper with it. <laughs> my hubby loves a good laugh. There. And I'll write, um... Isn't this a funny bit I've cut out of the newspaper? Having that bath here makes me think of it. I bet Mr. Quinn will have a fit when I tell him. Oh, you're a caution, <laughs> you are, Mrs. Grantham. <laughs> Come along, there isn't too much time to catch the bus. Darling. Darling? He must be back by now. Jack? Darling, I've been to London to see Mr. Quinn. Well, all the way to London and back, and I've beaten him. Shan't need my note now, then. Oh. It, it's gone. Perhaps he's in the bedroom. Jack? Now, Jack, I know you're there. Darling. Oh, he isn't. His things. They're not hanging up. Oh, the, the drawers are empty. He, he's gone. Jack! Is that you, darling? Oh! Oh, uh, evening, missus. Pardon the intrusion. We didn't know there was anyone here. What? What do you want? Uh, we come for the bath, ma'am. Huh? A bath? Yes. He ought up. He came tearing in an hour or two ago. Paid what he owed and said something about leaving on urgent business. Uh, thought you'd gone with him, like. Urgent business? Yes. Said he had to get off quickly. Wouldn't be needing the bath after all. An unrecorded instance by Mrs. Billock Lowndes was adapted for radio by Michael and Molly Hardwick. Hetty was played by Brent Bruce and Jack by Malcolm Hayes. Other parts were played by Lee Fox, Mary O'Farrell, Peter Pratt, Timothy West, Godfrey Kenton, Kenneth Hyde and Vivian Chatterton. The producer was Charles Lefeu. 
Tune in tomorrow night for another thrilling half hour of Mysterious Circumstances brought to you by the BBC and broadcast on National Radio.